When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time, with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection, including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? This is Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock podcast. When I'm not texting insults back and forth with the two fuckos known as Tom and Zeus, and I need a little something to pick me up, I turn on and turn up the Shout It Out Loudcast because I can't sleep at night without knowing how Paul Stanley came up with those clever lyrics to Love Gun. Now, crank it up. Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 121, hottest show on earth tour, wow, woohoo, yeah, and I'm all screwed up here because we're recording on a Monday, so if if anybody in the band drops dead between (laughs) now and you hearing the episode on Saturday, you know, <laughs> we're talking about a tour from 2010. Right. So let, let's hope let's hope nothing tragic happens, because if not, we're going to have to splice in some kind of quick edit. And why are we recording on Monday, Zeus? Oh, I have to leave. Uh, I will be in Disney. So if you see uh, so if you see me fighting Mickey Mouse and it's on TV, that's why, because I'm at Disney with my daughter for a cheer event that she qualified. So 
Go, Natalia, go. And I'm leaving on Wednesday back on Monday. So we had to uh, get this one up and running and have it ready for you, the fans. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And uh, yeah, this is actually our first week with just us. We coming off a unbelievable blockbuster of back-to-back episodes with Jericho. Yeah, not much. Not and much Ed- feedback on this one. No, nothing to talk about here. Jericho, then Eddie Trunk, which was, we'll get into that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. We have a, a fun topic. And, you know, these tour ones are interesting. We just started doing them, I think, uh, recently, just trying to add them into our repertoire, uh, these tours. And uh, we wanted to kind of go off the beaten path and not take the obvious ones. And the 2010 hottest show on earth uh, tour is uh, the one we picked for today. But before we get to that, as usual, uh, I want to uh, turn it over to Tom and he's going to go over the last week's poll, which is uh, about a few hours long, uh, old, correct? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter because the vote is a landslide already. So last week, obviously, we had the amazing and awesome interview with eddie trunk we're going to get into all that in a minute uh, but we always start off with a poll related to the episode and the poll was uh, in our newest episode we were joined by eddie trunk to discuss a variety of kiss topics one being the end of the road tour we talked about whether ace and peter could play on a whole tour what do you think well 83 percent say no it won't work I, I was surprised by, uh, you know, a little reality there. Um, and pretty much all the comments were the same. And they pretty much cited Peter's age and how, you know, being in his early to mid 70s is, you know, impossible to pl- to play the drums. Eddie even referenced that last week. We've said that over the years, too. Um, but a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe a show here or there, maybe have Peter come out and sing Beth. Uh, you know, have Ace come out and do something for the the final show, but a, a whole tour, no. Um, couple quick comments. Wizard of Steel said, "Kiss right now is the best version of itself." Yeah, it would be great if Ace and Peter were there, but they tried it and it didn't work, which is a shame. I really like Sonic Boom and Monster. They were way heavier than the old Kiss, and I really enjoyed it live from them. I don't, okay, I don't know about that. Graham Stockdale says, I think Ace could, as much as I would really love to see it, I don't think Peter could do a full tour. Eh, agreed. Is that um, the guy that was Ross Perot's running mate? <laughs> do you remember him? Yes. That was Admiral Stockdale. Stockdale, yes. Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? Who am I? Well, <laughs> <That guy was laughs> oh, what you got right here, you got to get these people together. But you people got to get off your dead asses and get your shit together. Exactly. That's a good Ross Perot, huh? It's not a, not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's impressive. You're putting up, you're putting up quite the combination there of uh, impersonations. Yeah. You got to listen to me. Then you get these charts right here. If you people listen to me, you guys will get it. But you're a bunch of dumb asses. Also true. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Mike Geary. Whole tour? No way. But a residency or a cruise? With Eric on hand as a backing drummer for insurance, I'd buy tickets for sure. Richie Rich, I don't think it could work now. And in Peter's defense, he's an older guy. Takes a lot to be able to play the drums at his age, especially the way we would expect him to play. 
Twisted Kister. I definitely think Ace could. I don't know about this definitely stuff. Yeah, Eddie was very confident that there's no. He might get through one show. After a while, I just think he can't I don't, keep up with the show. No, he can't keep up with the track. No, and we and, and, and everybody is aware of Ace's sobriety, and that that's not an issue. I, I just think the attitude. I just think. They are such a well-oiled machine right now with Eric and Tommy. I just and Ace is just that fun-loving, free-spirited kind of kook. I don't think I, I just feel like that would wear thin for an entire tour. Uh, but whatever. Twisted Kister, yeah, I definitely think Ace could. Kiss makes the rules. Let Tommy, Eric, and Bruce come up with a character for three to five shows. Put Ace and Peter back in theirs. Invite Vinny and end this thing right. Get everyone on stage. No one has to carry it all. Celebrate Kiss. That's asking a lot, but who knows? Susie G. I think it's a yes for Ace, but a no for Peter. I want to see Eric and Tommy too, though. Kiss Man said, absolutely not. And there's no need for Paul and Gene to even consider it. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Party Man. Sober Ace at this point should be able to pull that off. But Peter is a different story. Three songs on the drums plus Beth is the maximum, I think, for him. Yeah, I think everybody feels the same way. Of course, would love it, but it's not going to happen. So let's move over to some episode-specific comments, which I'm just going to tell you right now, and I know Zeus is going to echo these sentiments. Unbelievable feedback from you guys. Again, we couldn't have done this without you guys. And the, the feedback and the response and the excitement that you guys had for this was it just made it that much more fun for us. Um, and, and we're thrilled to see your feedback and we, we know that feedback is part of our episodes and it's definitely going to be a part of this one. Yeah. The uh, comment I like to make is I think you guys like it. And uh, I know I enjoy it when I like to kind of ring a bell to say that a record has been broken. The original record holder is a top, I think five episode for us is unmasked. Do not ask me why, but unmasked <laughs> of all our album reviews. Um, People like to hate up- listen. Yeah. <laughs> Unmasked. Then came the uh, Carrie Stevens. Oh, yeah. Then came Chris yep. and Bruce Kulik. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now the new record holder is Mr. Eddie Trunk. By far. Uh, yeah, by far. Yep. Um, this will break everything or you know down the line. And we appreciate uh, all the feedback. We appreciate the new listeners that we've picked up for this. And uh, we uh, can't thank you guys enough. It's always fun to catch like what, what gets your uh, attention. Sometimes interviews, I'm like, Jesus, you know, I, th- I thought this would do a little bit better. And then all the time we'll do a stupid YouTube clip of a fucking fight that Paul and Gene had for five minutes. And next, you know, it's destroying a- an interview. I thought, you know, I was proud of that. Yep. thought I would do great. Every time you think you have the Kiss Army figured out, you don't. And this, I thought it would do well. I didn't think it would do this well. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to you guys. Thank you. And uh, we'll get into the feedback. But again, tip of the hat and uh, greatly appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's 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 read some of the great things that you guys said here. So Harper, Wow. This may be my favorite episode yet. You guys knocked it out of the park with this one. Again, showing why you are the best kiss podcast out there. Well done, boys. Keep up the good work. This one will be tough to top. 
Deuce, our good friend. Excellent show done with dignity, respect, and professionalism. Top five episode for sure. Loved hearing the joy in Eddie's voice when he recalled going to his first Kiss concert. And my favorite quote of the show was, Paul is selling bottles of Pantene out of his shower. <laughs> that was that was great. Ace Feardy. You should have you should have asked Eddie who signed Ace to Mega Force Records. Someone must know. <laughs> you know, I said this before. People don't may not know this, but just a quick thing on Ace and I our history. The first time Ace became a solo artist, I got him his record deal. I signed him to his record deal. Mega Force Records 87, right? Uh Uncle Pauly. I'm on my way taking my daughter to a softball camp this morning. I pull up what this week's episode is. I see that it says Eddie Trunk on the title. I literally said, holy shit. My daughter said, <laughs> my daughter said, what? And I said, Eddie Trunk is on Shouted Out Loudcast. And she replied, no way. <laughs> I was waiting for him to probably say, who, who the fuck is Shouted Out Loudcast? Pretty much. That's me too. Uh, Lee Bruton, kudos guys. Outstanding episode. Eddie trunk was a great guest and it was great to hear his side. Gotta say he did get on my nerves with his constant bashing, but he gives good answers and has great stories. I can now rest easy knowing that he is still a kiss fan at heart. Our buddy, Steve, (laughs) fuck me ragged. Okay. That's a good way to start the comment. I couldn't believe my eyes. When I saw this, I had to rub my eyes. I never thought this would happen. Hats off to you all for making this happen and for not shying away from asking some things that needed to be asked. Great work, guys. The list of guests gets better. Our buddy Jerky Jack Broad. Great episode, guys. He's 100% spot on about Paul's hypocrisy when it comes to using tracks and lip syncing. I know you guys don't agree, but it was a great conversation. I'm, I'm not following there. What don't we agree on? Paul's hypocrisy. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure Jack, what you're getting at there, my friend, but uh, that's okay. Fritz von Bufu, one of easily my favorite Twitter names ever loved Eddie's comments at the end about divisiveness. Something guys like Sebastian Bach, D Snyder and Ted Nugent should all listen to. Okay. Steve Dedisco, Great stuff. Guys. The honesty was palpable. I hope you have recorded Eddie doing a SIOL promo. That's coming soon. Nige, can't wait to listen to this one. Josiah Horn, just finished listening. I really appreciate what Eddie had to say about Paul being shy and sensitive when he pointed out that Paul himself has been open about how how he is and that it's something deeper than just being sensitive. But I don't really agree that rock shows need to be just plug in and play all the time, though. If a band uses tracks at a show, but I can still be around 10,000 people who all know and love the same music. That's still a rock show to me. The community is what's important. It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, and I guess whatever floats your boat. And Eddie pretty much said that, you know, he's got his opinions and he's firm with them, but he's not telling you to not go to the show. Larry Souza. I never thought I would see this happen. Larry. I'm not sure if we thought it would ever happen too, but we worked hard at it and it, it happened. So, Scott Wheeler, unbelievable, dropping everything to start listening to this. Clear my schedule. This will be epic. MD, this should be good, and I really look forward to listening. If I can ever make it to the end of that Highway to Hell episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Carl Mastenbrook, really enjoyed this episode. Was wondering how you guys would bring up the points that you disagreed on. A great listen and very fun episode. 
I hope in the future you can get a you can get an interview with Ace Peter Stockbroker Simmons or Pandemic Paul. Love the show. Keep rocking. And then Pocket Rocket Ride. Quote, one of my favorite Twitter handles, LOL. Thanks, Tom. I love that pocket rocket ride. Scott, I'm very pedantic about listening to my podcast episodes in order, but as soon as I saw Eddie Trunk, I hit that play button. And then Murph had a great gif. He had the the gif of George sitting at that meeting when he's like, all right, I'm done here. He just gets up and leaves. That was great. Zandon. Great episode, very respectfully done. It's why you are the best podcast out there. Zandon, thank you, my friend. Our buddy Tony with a great gift saying, oh, my God. Of course, Janice from Friends. Gotta love that. Andy, enjoyed it. Good point on Peter's 78 solo album being his soul station. Yep. Joe Arnold, best episode yet, guys. Really enjoyed this one. Well done. All right. Thank you. Trump, you lying shitbag. Another great Twitter (laughs) handle. (laughs) Uh, he pisses off the Kiss fans that think Gene, Gene and Paul walk on water. I've done that a few times myself. Polly the Wog. Fantastic episode. Eddie Trunk was the first guy I listened to regularly on a podcast, and I was excited about listening to this one. Great conversation. I 100% agree with Eddie's take on cancel culture. I despise it. Congrats, Tom and Zeus. Onwards and upwards. That's that's some Twitter stuff. I know we got some emails to get to, and Zeus is going to get to some Facebook. Over on... Uh... Facebook <laughs> Scott Donaldson Great episode guys Really enjoy when you have special guests on Once again you guys have raised The bar Compared to other podcasts You mentioned that you need to Thank you The fans But we need to thank you for providing such a great show Eddie had some interesting stories I'm hoping you get to have him on again At some stage I really hope that Paul's meeting with Bob Ezrin leads to some new Kiss music. Hey, we're right with you there. Yep. Just on a side note, I was playing the show out in the garage, as I usually do on a Sunday, and my wife could hear Eddie speaking. She said that sounds like Glenn from the TV show Superstore. That's actually a good show. That's a good show. Yep. Good reference. Don't know it. It's a good Don't reference. Know it. Yeah. Nice. Kevin Jepson. Great interview, guys. Love how you hit him with the big guns right away and cleared the air. Eddie is awesome. I listen to him every day. Happy that you guys got to this and can't wait for round two. Nice. Josh Smith. Wow. No way. Can't wait for this one. Eddie's a good dude and has insanely harsh criticism for Kiss when it comes to certain things, just like you guys. Keep up the awesome show, fellas. Nice. Ryan Michael Scott. Wonderful episode and interview Could have been awkward one But wasn't You guys are pros Dude, I don't know We've heard this pros thing We're not They pros. gotta be talking about somebody else Yeah, we're not pros I mean, have you not listened to our previous episodes? Alright <laughs> Adam Nickmeyer Do my eyes deceive me? Oh, here we go Will the name Stuart be retired After a respectful dialogue? Will the insults fly? Will Zeus be as nice as Tom was to the clown from three sides of the <laughs> coin on Joey Casada's podcast? Oh, boy. Can't wait to find out. Not a fan of uh, of three sides. I, that's too bad. Uh, Mike Rowan. Yeah. Well, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my finish my grinder first. Get a couple posters. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Just finished it. I've never understood the general hate for Eddie Trunk with some of my favorite podcast hosts. <clears throat> it's huge of him to be willing to come on a show like yours. Gee, thanks. <laughs> oh, gee, and thanks. others I've heard him on that haven't been necessarily necessarily big fans of his. But I don't think he's afraid of speaking his mind. Thank you for having him. I really wish you would have mentioned the Stuart reference, though. <laughs> Could have cleared the air on that one. Hey, yeah, Eddie. Uh, yeah, uh, we like to refer to you sometimes as Stuart. Yeah. Hey, hey, you guys got an interview with Paul Stanley coming up. Paul Stanley from Kiss, my hero. Yeah. Hey, hey, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you think we call you Pandemic Paul? Want to answer that for us, buddy? Yeah. Come on, Look. guys. Come on. Be 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 sensible here. And and we're not and we're not and we're not trying to excuse any anything here. But look. We will we 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 hit him hard out of the gate as somebody already said. We're not gonna sit there and be like, hey, you know what? This is a name that we called you way back when the show started because of your takes on some different things. We hit him with the takes that we were that we were passionate about, and he we got into it. And uh, I mean, if you thought that that's what we were gonna do, you were sorely disappointed. And I, you know, I don't think anybody should have expected this that. Is the, that's the part that I always like. It, it gets me. It's like they wonder, like, do you think I act? as stupid as I act sometimes on this at fucking show? Do you think I go to court and talk in front of a fucking judge or jury like this? Hey, fuck yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the ripper farted. <laughs> and then uh, fucking Ace shit his pants. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, there's a time and place for everything. Well, and like, okay? like and, and, and God willing, we ever get Ace on this show. You think Zeus is going to be like, hey, yeah, want to hear my impersonation of you like that's not gonna happen either yeah. you know and, and just come on yeah i mean look we had some fun and uh he he's uh he's he's been more than gracious with us and uh for as far as i i'm concerned you know what i there's no need for it when paul gets away from his pandemic paul Issues. Oh, He's God. almost there. Am I going right. to continue calling him Pandemic Paul? No. Yeah. No. Okay. So there you go. Um, Max Lynch. There's just so much content to comment on. Hard to gather all my thoughts. Very full episode. Wow. Okay. Uh, as I told him, then fucking send an email, brother. That's exactly. all I do. Yep. Get it off your chest. Uh, Tom Mungia. Looking forward to it. Amber Brooke, Eddie's the best. Can't wait to listen. Mark Demore had a gif of pigs flying. Oh yeah. Um, Spencer Wetmore had a fucking photo of looks like I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, Rick Rara, great show. Hopefully you can have Eddie back when time allows. Darren Hunt, wow, this should be a great one. Can't wait to check it out. Over on Loudcasters, uh, just got finished with the episode. Great episode. Philip Buto, um, Graham Richley, amazing episode. So many fascinating insights. Kudos to you for having Eddie on. And massive props to Eddie for coming on. He he spoke openly and honestly and really won me over. One of the best and most real, in quotes, episode ever. A definite highlight. Wow. Jack Benacchio. <laughs> Chiamma una menzumara, mamma 
Unbelievable. Huge congratulations on this interview. I never thought this would happen on this podcast, but I'll have to say I grew some respect for Eddie. He put aside his kiss ace fanboy ego and let loose. I can easily see Eddie coming back on the show, boys. Well done. Much respect for this episode. 11 out of 10. Thank you, my friend, Jack. Nice. Yeah. Over on YouTube. (laughs) YouTube. Mark Stewart, this was a great, great interview. I love the fact that you asked Eddie the controversial questions and allowed him to answer without a debate. Great job, guys. Anthony Stratus, this episode is the perfect example of why I love and follow your Shout It Out Loud podcast. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, it'd be better if you knew that the podcast is named Shout It Out Loudcast. You just that's beat me okay. to it. You beat yeah. me to it. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to get picked. That's all right. Jericho says it to us, too, all the time. That's what we do. Yeah, or, or he calls it The Shout It Out Loudcast. No, that's Sonny. Yeah, well, Welcome to the Shout It Out Loudcast. Yeah. Tom and Zeus from the Shout It Out Loudcast. Devin Dungan. Fantastic episode, guys. Amazing interview. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Rory Erickson. Ace could do a full show, no problem, but not a kiss show. His timing is not great at the best of times. So trying to play to a track would be impossible. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Little passive aggressive. And then Fatixi Nanjina. Click here. Hot girl. Only one. Five to one. Too much. Ask anyone. <laughs> Marty White. At some point during the interview, Eddie Trunk said he had he hasn't criticized Paul for lipsing as much as everyone else says. Get this. My girlfriend who listens to Hair Nation occasionally is the type of person who starts talking before someone else finishes the sentences. Yesterday I said. Tom and Zeus had Eddie Trunk on their show last night. And before I could finish the sentence, she started telling me that Trunk was bitching about Paul Stanley (laughs) just a few days ago. (laughs) Even though I didn't think Eddie was sincere about how often he comments about Kiss and lip syncing, I got very angry because I hate being interrupted. So this morning I called a wrecking crew. She lives in a little black house. I'm going to have it knocked down. And I'm going to put up a hot dog stand or some shit. Oh, my God. You know what that's from, right? Why does that sound familiar? Oh, come on. That's Kissel. I know. That's I know. That's hey, is this demolition? Yeah. Demolition? <laughs> uh, your finger's good. Your finger's good. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, you need good fingers to play with hot dogs. And I got one of them big ones. It's a little black house it's in yep. the corner. A black house house. But one thing I do have to mention Mr. Marty White I don't know where this went But I got a message That you had posted A different YouTube comment Yep And I don't see it here anymore I don't know if it got deleted by you Or by YouTube 
But this comment is looks like you're getting more Asian porn this week. <laughs> I hope the poster enjoyed the interview. It was fantastic. It was much better than the interview he did with three dimensional podcast. <laughs> One guy ate his stromboli. Another weeped all the way through. And even though everyone was polite, the leader banned Eddie at the end. Oof. Well, we'll leave that for a, a different episode, maybe. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Marty White. Awesome. We got some uh, emails, Tom. We do. Yeah. We Let's start with Mr. Keith Wetzel. Hey, guys. Longtime listener. Love what you guys do every single week. Really love the Eddie Trunk episode. I knew at some point you'd be able to pull the trigger and get him. Appreciate the openness and candidness of your discussion. After all, we're all just KISS fans, and there's no reason that you can't have an opinion that is unique. My only critique is that you didn't have a lot of fun with him, because Eddie has a sense of humor, I feel, about his alter ego, Stuart. He's aware that you guys refer to him as that, and I felt it was a missed opportunity for all to discuss and have a laugh at. Take care and looking forward to next week. Why would you think he's aware (laughs) that we call him that? Or other people will call him that, or right. anybody calls him that. Right? Come on. Yeah. What we, we we've we've addressed that. We've addressed that. So uh, let's see. Our good friend Gary Cap. Kudos to both of you for taking on your issues with Eddie up front. It would have been very easy to sugarcoat or skate around the problems you guys have had with him. I am not a huge Eddie fan, but I do respect him for answering all your questions honestly. Hopefully, this will lead to even more high-profile guests on the show. Yeah, we can only hope. Thank you, Gary. As always. Tony Smith, one of the best episodes ever. My favorite part was the new character that Eddie had an influence in creating. Ladies and gentlemen, the latest character on the SIOL cast, Pandemic Pantene Paul. <laughs> buy, a, buy a bottle of Paul's Pantene today, and your hair will be as soft and shiny as Paul Stanley's wig. <laughs> okay, thank you, Tony. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? We got another one from Mike H., Awesome show. I'm originally from New Jersey, and I have been a fan of Eddie's for literally every minute of his career. No joke. I remember his very first gig doing a 10 or 15 minute metal news segment Fridays at midnight on a small New Jersey rock station. No matter where I was or what I was doing when midnight on Friday happened, I would stop what I was doing to hear what he had to report about my favorite music. I have followed him every step of the way since. From his FM radio shows to that metal show to satellite radio, you name it. He's a fan first and foremost, and a fan with opinions, which makes him special. I can listen to him for hours on end. Thank you for having him on. I'm CCing him on this email because although he knows how I feel about him, I can't tell him enough how awesome I think he is. Mike Heaney. Wow. Super fan right there. Interesting. And he actually did CC Eddie Trunk on that email. So awesome. Good. Good for Mike. So yeah, there's some uh, there's some emails, and uh, you got something else there. I think Zeus, right? Yep. This is from Dan O'Halloran on Facebook. Listen to this on a long road trip yesterday, and I gotta say, I've got big respect for all three of you. In a world filled with decisive bullshit and hate, you came together to have a great, respectful conversation with each other. It wasn't a kiss his ass because. He's now right in front of you situation. It was, I, I respectfully disagree and I'm going to let you know type of deal. Further to that, I'm glad he got to clarify some things that get twisted or don't. Sometimes we mean things and what comes out 
gets misconstrued, and that can be harmful. You two fuckos made me dislike him a lot less, and I find I agree with a lot of what he said. That being said, he does love to talk about himself. (laughs) Great job, TNZ. Never disappoint. The most honest, upfront, hilarious dudes to podcast. Love it. And Dan, you, my friend, are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Fantastic, Dan. Thank you. And guys, again, just the where where we were thrilled that, that we were able to get Eddie on, but to know that you guys enjoyed it and and felt the honesty come through uh, that makes it even more special for us. So we thank you guys so much for taking the time for the in, in enjoying it as much as we did. So thank you. Yeah. So that was the great thing. Uh, Tom hit the nail on the head there. It's the fact that the first feedback we got, cause I wasn't sure how this was going to go, Tom. Yeah, me too. And then the first couple feedbacks were like, shit, you did go after him. Shit. You didn't, you weren't afraid. Yep. Shit. That came off. Awesome. And so at the end of the episode, we're laughing with him and getting off. All right, Eddie, thank you. So I had no problem. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. But we still held our own. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We saved face. We didn't go up to him and kiss his ass. And we didn't go up to him and hide on the covers like, oh, we kind of said things about you that, you know, your opinions and you're an idiot. And Noah, uh, we went right at them and we told him why. And even when he made his comments, which kind of lingered for a while. We remembered our thoughts and came back with, yeah, but, bah, bah, bah. and then he had his comments back. But we're not going to keep going back and be like, yeah, but, but, but. The comments were made. He made his point. We made our point. It was awesome. He has so much information and it's still a, like a, a fountain of knowledge about kiss and interest and stories and all that stuff. So we want to keep that relationship there. And obviously the feedback that we got, the, you know, the fact that now it's the number one episode on shout out Loudcast's history already. And that was just released on Saturday and it's Monday kind of proves that we did it right. If we, if it could have gone a couple different ways, could have been disaster and he hung up or it could have been like, Oh, you guys are a bunch of frauds. You know, you, you, you know, you two pussies fucking chicken shit didn't say anything. It went the way we wanted it to go. We got our issues out. We talked to him about it. And then we shot the shit about kiss for a while and talked about fun, interesting stuff. To me, it couldn't have gone better. And from the feedback and from the numbers. Perfect. And I said to Zeus too, when, when this was confirmed, when, when we had been going back and forth with Eddie, uh, and we got the feeling that this was going to happen. Zeus and I made a conscious effort to sit down and really map out how this interview was going to happen. Because for two reasons, out of respect for you guys and out of respect for us as a show and our, and our credibility, we had to stick to our guns and we had to have that interview with Eddie the way it went. We could not come on here and say, oh, so glad that you're on. You know, we've had some issues with you in the past, but do you like Kiss? 
Because we we all like Kiss. <laughs> like we we What's couldn't, your favorite song from Destroyer? Like we we couldn't do that. So that's why right out of the gate we said, okay, we're starting off with backing tracks, and Eric and Tommy were in the makeup. Let's go right there, and 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 we knew Eddie would would be like, yeah, let's go talk, talk. like because before we hit record. You know, I guess if you want to call it the pre-interview, we're like, this is what we're going to do. He's like, absolutely. I'm here. Let's go. I'm ready to talk. Let's go. And, well, we and that had was it. our points. We had our counterpoints ready because yep. we do know Eddie does like to filibuster a little bit yep. and go on and on. So we had yep. to have our points ready. And so when, you know, you brought it up, you had the bands that you were thinking about. I still think that Def Leppard's doing something. I don't care what Biff, the backstage guy, I wasn't going to sit him and say Biff lied to you. Yeah. But Biff, the guy that you know that works for them, is going to tell you, "Oh yeah, I'm going to tell Eddie Trunk." Oh no, no, yeah, they use back. I agree, and and that, that's 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 the point of the it interview. Is what it is. I'm you not brought, gonna, you I'm you call him a liar. Well, well you so brought that up. I do. Yeah. And you say you said that Zeus. That that's when it's just time to move on. You know, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna continue to to go. You know, Eddie has his information, and Eddie has his feelings about that. So okay, let's let's move on to the he's next. Probably topic. right. He's having right. probably more of a feedback than us, and he's got his credibility out there. And, uh, right. you know, but it, it's up for grabs if he's wrong. Right. Yep. So for me, I went back and I had it ready. My thing was, yeah, but Ace didn't have Ace didn't care when when Eric was in their makeup. Right. Peter didn't care when Tommy was in the makeup. They performed. Now, he did come back to me. He was oh, P- Peter was all upset. Peter yeah. wasn't too upset to not play with him. Right. Well, Peter right. got connived. He didn't, how many shows was he fooled by that? Right. Well, Peter was there and he was angry. And he was saying things. Yeah, because he knew the fucking right was on the wall. If they can replace Ace, they're gonna replace my dumbass. Right, right. So come on, let's be honest. But it, it, again, it's we've had that conversation. It's like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I. What is that gonna get us? Exactly. And that's when that way too much stuff to talk about. Yep. Yep. So. And and that's when it's time to kind of turn the corner and move on to the next topic. You have to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're gonna have to here too. So let's uh, turn the corner to something else, Tom. Usually what we like to talk about at this time is what's going on in Kiss World. All right. So a while back we talked about the um, the three LP or multi-CD set called Kiss Off the Soundboard of a 2001 Tokyo concert. Uh, it was just officially announced and released on, on KissOnline.com, their official website. Uh, with some exclusive colored vinyl and some merchandise to accompany the set. Uh, yes, of course, I bought the uh, special colored vinyl and I bought the T-shirt, which actually is pretty fucking awesome. It's got like some Japanese. It's got like a dragon on the back. It says Tokyo 2001 with the icons of the band. Kind of a unique thing. And then on the front, it has like the Kiss Army kind of shield and it says off the soundboard. So what everybody has been talking about, and this this hasn't been confirmed, quote unquote, but people are saying this is the beginning of what appears to be a new series from the band, which I think if that's true, holy fuck, is that amazing? And I think a lot of people started talking about, too, well, if that's the case, isn't that unbelievably odd and kind of mysterious that the very first one they drop is one with you know, where the band was kind of all over the place, you know, because for that 2001 tour, it wasn't Eric and Tommy and it wasn't Ace and Peter. They were all playing together. So some theories are there is like, oh, okay, well, what's going on with that? I mean, why not release, you know, something like, you know, 
1980 Unmasked or, you know, 1990 Hot in the Shade. Why are they releasing this? I don't know. It's very odd to me. I'm psyched. Yeah, but it's probably because if you think about it, those last reunion tours. Yep. Concert dates. Not very good. I know. And if Ace is still playing, they can still sell. Hey, Ace is on this CD. And Eric is playing, so you don't have to worry about how bad it sounds. Well, that's my point. And, uh, and of course, I, I know we always say that Kiss doesn't do anything by accident. And that being said, I'm also a conspiracy theorist. So I'm like, Kiss is releasing an official item featuring Ace. Is this the beginning of some kind of conversation between the band and Ace? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and speaking of Ace, we're, we're recording on Monday, the 26th. Tomorrow, Tuesday the 27th, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be a couple days gone. Ace Frehley, 70. That's his birthday. Oh, Oh, me? (laughs) Is that what I do? (laughs) Is that what he does? I don't care if you want to hang out with the parakeet. Whatever you do in your bedroom, it's your your business. It's my birthday. (laughs) I used to make the joke, oh, he's more fucked up than Ace Fraley on his birthday. <laughs> well, we'll find out how fucked up that is tomorrow. God bless you, buddy. Absolutely. I can't believe you made it to 70. I don't, I don't think he can either. <laughs> I did? <laughs> is that what I do? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, mark our words. We will have Ace Fraley on this show. I don't know when. Yeah, It's happening. I don't know when. Hey, oh, God, God bless him, man. God bless you, know, you, babe. At every point in Kiss, uh, we talk about this honestly. We talk about the fact of the matter is uh, we each have our favorite member. Everyone knows Gene is Tom's, Peter is mine. But I feel like every time, like every one of us goes through a period where a different member is our favorite member. Yeah. I remember specifically when Fraley's comment was coming out and I started seeing like Hit Parader and Circus talking about Ace Fraley's got this new band, no makeup and Into the Night started coming out. I was like, Ace is my guy. Fucking Ace is out. Like Peter was fucking long gone. Yeah. I got like Ace was my favorite guy. And then I was listening to a solo album. I know you're not, you're not a big fan of it, but I was listening to a solo album and Ace, like I fell in love with him. So for all our, you know, my jokes and everyone thinks I hate Ace, I don't hate Ace. I love him. He's a fucking original member of Kiss. I do and too. There was a time he was a favorite of mine. Yep. You know, and so I don't want to bring up all the annoying things about him these days, but God bless him, man. We are, I mean, I, I've had this thing about, you know, the thankful things and thank you, excuse me, the Thanksgiving episodes that we do. And one of the main things I said for Thanksgiving, I always say for Kiss Thanksgiving, that all of the members, the original members, are still alive. We are lucky. So blessed. Yep. Think about it. Yep. All the other members, like, think about Led Zeppelin. Can't say that. ACDC. You can't say that. The Who. You can't say that. Van Talk Halen. Legendary. Legendary. Now, Van, Van Halen. Halen. Yep. They can't do a documentary with all of them. They can't do a video. They can't appear on stage again. I know right now our guys... Our family, our kiss is not on the same page, but 
can they again? It's still out there. Right. We the still option. have that hope. Yep. So exactly. for me, uh, every birthday they have, I'm I'm happy they're alive. I'm happy they're breathing. God bless you, Ace. I wish you another many seven, 70 more birthdays for you, buddy. So God bless you, you babe. Much. Say prayer. Wish you luck in the future. See you later, space. <laughs> All right. And another thing that was in the news, this is kind of random that kind of popped up. So th- this happened on uh, Saturday, the 24th. Alice Cooper did a thing called Coop Stock Music on the Green, and it featured Asia, Lou Graham, and Tommy Thayer of Kiss. So this is interesting because I got the set list here. And, you know, they start off with Feed My Frankenstein. They do a couple covers by the Doors, Buffalo Springfield, some more uh, some more Alice Cooper stuff. Then Tommy Thayer jumps in and they do they do No More Mr. Nice Guy. I'm 18. And then they do Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll All Night, and then finish off with School's Out. And Tommy Thayer played on, let's see, he played on No More Mr. Nice Guy, I'm 18, Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll. Yeah, so he played on half the set list. Now, I don't know what context he was involved in this because the poster shows him in his Spaceman costume. So I I don't know what context he performed. I I don't know why he was specifically uh, involved in it. I didn't really hear too much about it. I think it popped up on my Twitter feed, and I was like, what the hell is Coopstock with Tommy Thayer? But, hey, good for him. He's out there. He's being active. I don't know if there's anything online. I haven't seen any video of it, if it exists. But, you know, good for Tommy. Staying active. So I I thought that was an interesting piece of uh, KISS news, you know, or KISS member news. Yeah. So... And then finally, I think I think Gene's not doing much, still the same old shit. But our good buddy, Mr. Paul Stanley, uh, when he's done selling all the fucking, I don't know, SpaghettiOs out of his kitchen pantry and whatever <laughs> loose uh, crumbs he's got in his couch, Tom, <laughs> and all the kiss nerds and vultures uh, are through with his house. wonder if like, he's selling fucking dirt in his backyard. It probably would. Come out and buy it. Ugh. Hey, I I think they would. I think if he oh, dug up his would. backyard, they would, and and put it in like a little like like a mason jar. Yeah, and he made like a thousand of those. He could sell those for maybe like a hundred bucks, dude. They do that with Fenway Park. They sell like Fenway dirt. Paul Stanley's <laughs> dirt from his backyard, hundred bucks in a exactly. fucking mason jar. Right? They would they would buy it. the Kiss Nodes would buy it. Of course they would. Yes. Yes. This one has a little dog shit in it. Oh, I'm buying it. And wait a minute. I'm not so <laughs> sure that's dog shit. I remember when Paul wouldn't let me in to use the bathroom and I had no choice. <laughs> this one here, this one here is when Paul stubbed his toe in his disgusting <laughs> fucking his Paul's fucking hangnail. <laughs> <laughs> His disgusting moldy hangnail is in this. Hey guys, over here, Ace's toe cheese available too. <laughs> fucking Howard Hughes, six inches long, fucking toenails with all mold and fucking fungi. Oh, oh they're like the toenails from like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, where they gotta take like the friggin' the power sander. <laughs> Fucking, and they still growing, <laughs> like curled around the bottom of his foot. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? They're still fuck? growing in the fucking jar. I think those ones are mine. <laughs> oh, oh fucking it. Anyways, right. when uh, Paul's not selling his fucking hangnails, uh, he put something up today. It's a photo with half the members of Soul Station. I don't know if it's half, probably less. Back in the studio today with Lauren, Alex, Crystal, and Gavin. Missing the rest of Soul Station, but doing something simple and intimate with just piano. Sounds awesome. (laughs) And he's got his fucking leopard fucking jacket on in his tiny Tim hairdo style. Just and those don't forget about don't forget about those veneers. His teeth He's got those fucking Ross Geller veneers on from Friends. <laughs> you got just what the fuck, Paul? Looks like he's doing those commercials for that old. Remember that smoker's tooth polish topol <laughs> and the guy's te- teeth would be like crystal white. <laughs> his fucking size spurling hairdo. <laughs> oh God! And he's not only the hair club president. I'm also, also a client. client. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, that's what's Ugh. going on in Kiss World that I can think of, Tom. Yep. You ready to move on from this fucking I am. disaster? I am. Well, before we move on, we always like to give a shout out to our Patreon fans. So Patreon is where uh, some of our listeners can come and enjoy some extra content and uh, get uh, more interactive with us. And uh, it's uh, on the Patreon app, or you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or in the episode notes, at the end of the episode, if you go to the episode, you usually see links there. And they're like our email link, our Facebook, our face group, Facebook group. You can go to Shout Out Loudcasters. We got our email for you to get, send us those long, awesome emails and a link to Patreon. Uh, we've got four different tiers. Find one that you think that you might enjoy or you might like and let us know if you're interested. If you are, great. We appreciate all our Patreon subscribers and it's a great help to us. And if something interests you, check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't thank you guys enough. Every week we say the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Um, your continued dedication to the show. Uh, again, that Patreon family is growing. There's some special things in the works there. Uh, and we just love seeing the, the Patreon family grow. And for those that are already part of that family, again, thank you for the support. Yeah. So this week we are on to a new tour. So in the past, we've done the spirit of 76. We did the first tour that you saw kiss perform on. And that was the hot in the shade tour. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to mix it up a little bit. This tour is the hottest show on earth tour. Kiss the hottest show on earth. Kiss live in concert. Coming to a city near you. Kiss. With special guests, the Academy is and the Envy. Kiss. Get local ticket information right here. Kiss. Presented by Dr. Pepper. And it's basically 2010 through 2011. Now, a couple facts about this tour, right off the top. 
The tour is a continuation of the sonic boom over Europe tour. However, now it is in the con- the U.S. continent, the Americas, okay, instead of Europe. So I remember when I saw Sonic Boom over Europe uh, and uh, heard about them touring over there. The thing that sticks out for me about that is now is there's those CDs that they were burning, just like Rock the Nation ones that we have, Tom. Yep. So I try to go online and see if people have co- um, copies of them. I try to purchase those Sonic Boom over Europe CDs sometimes. Some are better than others. And so I was you know, studying that tour because I'm always looking at the interesting dates they were there. However, they kind of continued that when they came here to the United States. And when they came to the United States, they decided to call that leg of the tour the hottest show on earth. And one of the interesting things about this tour at towards the end, they had what's been used in the past previous times a lost cities portion of the tour, mm-hmm. which is those out of the way places and things that kiss says, well, we'd like to visit these places and nobody really goes out there and we haven't been there in a while. So they call them like the lost cities. They talked about doing some of those tours for the end of the road recently. And they've done it in the past, like even on the, the reunion tour and things like that. So there's a portion of this tour that is, the uh, Lost Cities portion. Mm-hmm. But the hottest show on earth tour is, yes, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer in makeup. Yep. Our third tour and our third lineup. Three tours, three lineups. Um, and it's funny, too, because when we decided that we were going to do this tour and we were looking at some notes and you know some facts on it, the first thing I thought of was, why didn't we go to this show? <laughs> why didn't we go to this? Because they came to us. They played in Mansfield, Mass. They played at at what's what's now known as the Xfinity Center. Back in 2010, it was the Comcast Center. Um, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like what? You know, you, you, it's one of those things like, why would we just have not gone to every Kiss show possible? Like, we were like, ah, no, I'm all set. I don't want to go. And that's, that's that that's, must have what happened. Which nowadays is shocking to me that we were that dumb. But what are you going to do about it? Um, but yeah, the hottest show on the tour, hottest show on Earth tour, the, the promoting Sonic Boom in the United States. The Zeus mentioned the Sonic Boom over Europe. Um, so yeah, it lasted about a year. They did fifty-eight shows. There's a, a, a little couple interesting things to talk about here, as with the other uh, tour shows that we do. You know, we're going to talk about the opening bands, the set list, the stage, the costumes, and uh, some fun facts that were involved in this tour. And I do want to give a shout out. I don't know if he listens to the show. I'm not going to pass judgment on him whether or not he does or not. But we are referencing one of the most unbelievable books ever published in the world of Kiss. And that is Julian Gill's book called Kiss on Tour, the 2020 edition. He in the past has made books about, you know, the Kiss Love Gun on tour, Kiss Dynasty on tour, et cetera, et cetera. This one is everything put into one book. It is literally 740 pages long. It's like if you took a class and you majored in Kiss, this would be like a textbook. 
So uh, kudos to Julian, you know, and just props to him because the book is an absolutely essential reference point, And a lot of his books are too. So just a quick shout out to him. Much respect for what he's done. Yeah. And on this tour, a couple of the interesting tidbits here is Kiss started donating a dollar from the tour to the Wounded Warriors Project. Mm-hmm. Now they've done it on other tours as well, but then, you know, they're, this is the one where they're starting to call somebody out at the end of the tour, at the end of the concert and present them with a check. Yep. And they started to do this a lot on this specific tour. Uh, Kisses. This is about the time Kiss is getting really affiliated with the military. And this is why they, everyone's, Oh, they're very Republican and things like that. But no, I mean, they might be Republican on one thing. They might be democratic on the other. But this one part, I know that they really care about the Warriors and Wounded Warriors Project. They've donated to them many, many times and the armed forces and stuff. So this is when the start, this is one of the starts of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they also had a part of the tour where they would have a contest held by Guitar Center for opening bands to join them on the tour. So although they had the Academy is. And I think the other one was uh, The Envy. Mm-hmm. These There were other bands that jumped in because of there were winners supposedly in every city. Yep. There was going to be a winner held by Guitar Center. Mm-hmm. You can join us. You. We're giving you an opportunity. And just to hear that, we're going to play this little clip for you. Hey, you hear it first right here. We're coming back to the U.S. We're doing the hottest show on earth tour. And you know why it's called the hottest show on earth tour? Why is it? Why is that? Because it's the hottest show on earth. It is the hottest tour. show on earth. And we're doing everything. We're doing new songs, bigger show, everything you've come to expect from kids, right? You've got unsigned bands out there. You're watching us now. We're going to give you a chance to come out and open for us. Somebody gave us a chance. We're going to give you the chance to open for the hottest band in the world, us. On this forthcoming tour. Not only that, but this tour, we're giving back. Everybody says, whoa, the money goes this way. It also goes that way because we're participating with the Wounded Warriors Project to make sure that money, a dollar from every ticket sold, goes to the people who are helping to protect this country. So you come out, you have a great time, you do something good. The hottest show on earth tour, it's got to be KISS. You know it. Be there. The other thing is... This show is so big, no arenas. We're going to all do it outdoors. Low-flying planes, all the stuff we always talk about. Forget that stuff. This is going to be the big stuff. So bring your seatbelts, tighten yourself in. This is going to be a big one, babe. The hottest show on earth tour, KISS. Who else? Don't forget, you can get all the information about KISS and our tour, the hottest show on earth, at kissonline.com or livenation.com. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, they even let Eric talk at the end for five seconds. No, Tommy, none for you. No, and if you and if you watch that little that little clip, it's available on YouTube. Uh, Eric literally looks like a ten year old kid. He's so small. I, I mean, God bless the guy. I mean, he he looks so tiny. At least give the guy a step stool or something. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little a little promo video for the for the show. And it's interesting too. Zeus mentioned some of the opening bands there. The Envy. The Envy was the first band that was signed to Simmons Records via, uh, via Universal Music Canada, and they were scheduled to release um, their debut album that fall. So you know, Gene kind of hooking up one of uh, one of his record label 
uh, bands there. And again, look, I know we in the past we have talked about Kiss's lack of having some kick-ass opening bands, especially in this part of their career. But look, I think it's actually pretty awesome to do a contest and have you know a local band open up. You know, I, I actually find that kind of more impressive and more exciting than having some second, third, fourth tier band opening for kiss. Give some of these young kids that looked up for kiss, give them a shot at opening up and get themselves exposed to a local audience. So I thought that was kind of a unique thing that they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm, I'm with you on that. It's uh, you don't have to be a household name to, you know, someone's going to get a start somewhere. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's uh that's part of the information that we wanted to start this uh, tour out with. But as usual, we always go into the the stage, mm-hmm. the costumes. Let's talk about the stage first, Tom. What do you think? All right. Well, uh, this, this show is available for this on YouTube. These are the kinds of stages that I don't really like where behind them is all the video monitors with all kinds of graphics that are choreographed to the, to the songs that they're playing. You know, they get the kiss logo kind of on the floor level with the band. And then behind them is all different kind of graphic monitors. I don't like that. I've said it in the past. I don't, I actually don't like when any band does that. Um, I think it, I'm there to see a kiss show. I'm not there to see those, those graphics. And to me, it's distracting. Kiss is such a visual band that I would prefer the big giant kiss logo and the band. And that's it. Metallica does it. I know they they do it. Uh, pretty much every band does it. And that's just the thing that they do. You know, 2010, that was the thing. And Kiss is still doing it now. You know, they have the pods now for the end of the row, which I think is actually kind of very creative. That's a little bit more, more unique because those things are above the band as opposed to behind the band like this show is. Uh, but yeah, the stage was the, the, the clips I saw on YouTube. Um, it was pretty underwhelming. You know, it wasn't anything that you haven't seen before. Any, it wasn't anything that was unique to Kiss, which I thought was kind of a little bit eh for me. Um, but you know, it it, it was there. I, I didn't see anything crazy going on. They sounded pretty good. I'll say that. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later if you want to comment on what you saw from the stage. Yeah, uh, as far as the stage goes, it's. I guess you can kind of see where they're going to end up on the end of the road here. Yes. You know, they got the, obviously the, the drum still rises. Yep. You got the big kiss logo. It just, I don't know if distracting might be the word for it, but it's still kind that's of, the, uh, that's the word I use. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's not that impressive. Okay. It's this not. is where you're like, okay, you, you guys are, it, it's, it's okay. It's nice. It's better than most people. But for Kiss's standards, ah, I'm not a big fan. No, so no, I I, I agree. I th- I think it's just very simple. I think the monitors overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. That's a good word. I think it's all the all the again. They got the they, they got the amps. They got the the. It, it's pretty stock. Put it this way, you know, if if Kiss came off the stage, it would strike me as the kind of stage that you might see like at a festival where multiple bands are sharing it. But when Kiss gets on. Now you see the Kiss graphics. You see the Kiss logo, and then graphics for when you know they're doing God of Thunder or whatever show they're doing. It it it, it just doesn't seem like it's a unique ex- concert experience for a Kiss show. Yeah, it, it's the the I see the the Kiss sign. I get what they're doing. It's like a smaller version. It's right behind them on the set. Yeah, and and 
and Eric is above them. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the fire coming off from the background still, but there's not much there. You don't have, I don't know. It's just, yeah, the video screen is really what's taken over. Yep. And that's what it's, that's what's going on now. I, I mean, this is probably when a lot of artists start doing, oh, we're going to do montages behind them. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and, that, and that's, and they fell for that. Yeah, and I don't, and I, and I said that before. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, it, it's, it's not what I'm there to see. I, I get it if you want to have some of it to kind of enhance the experience of the show. You know, we've talked about when they do War Machine and those mm-hmm. graph and those graphics kind of ac- accentuate the show, or even when they do God of Thunder and the and the pods come down and you see Gene's face on all of them. Like those are like unique and creative ways to kind of accentuate the song that you're experiencing, but something like this where it's just monitors behind them with all, you know, I don't know. It's just not, it's not my kind of thing. This sort of thing ain't my bag, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> just not my bag, baby. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on then. Okay. What about the costumes? Okay. This is when it gets a little interesting because this looks like a combination of, of everything that they've done, like in the past, I'm not going to say that they're bad. I'm not going to say that they're bad. Okay. Uh, but they look like they've taken like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Tommy has a combination dynasty and destroyer. Gene has pretty much love gun and destroyer. The boots are the love gun boots for the most part. You know, I, I, I feel bad kind of insulting my favorite band here, but this, this just looks like, you know, we're not going to really get too creative here. I think we're just going to kind of take what 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 works and maybe add some things to it. Paul has kind of his boots are pretty awesome. Eric looks OK. You know, no, nothing crazy. Gene definitely looks like it's that's love gun for the most part. And Tommy is kind of destroyer with a little bit of added extra on there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I look at if, like Eric's got like the vest. Exactly. Yep. It just the this is when the the, the wig starts getting ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And it just yep. You don't look at Gene and be like, oh, that's awful. It's not awful. It's cool. I actually exactly. like Tommy's stuff. It yeah, it's like a little I, bit of a like mix of a couple things. I like I don't it. Though, mind yeah. it. Nope. Um, yep. And then you get it like what it really is Paul wearing? He's got the vest and the inside fucking, I don't know, what are those things called? Corsets? I don't know what he's got fucking on there. Yeah, that that's so that's so you can't see his friggin' little belly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he's got like those little half shirts on. Yeah, he's got that um, little half that little half jacket thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it all it all depends. I, I don't know. I just Eric Singer just oh, <laughs> Jesus just, Paul's Paul's boots and his and his pants or whatever. I I I think I think he looks great. I'll tell you right now what the thing I don't like about Gene, like his breastplate thing, it's it mm. looks like it's too it's too much. Like there's too much going on there. I don't know. I think you're right. I think Tommy actually looks pretty awesome. I've always thought Tommy looked awesome as a spaceman. Yeah, I I, I kind of like it. Just 
<laughs> Go ahead. The frustration in your voice right now is entertaining it's to just, me. Eric can't look cool. He looks like Cousin Oliver in this fucking got dressed up. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's just the makeup, the hairdo looks stupid. It just it doesn't look good. Um, I think Tommy looks fucking really cool in this outfit. Yeah, he Paul, does. You, if you notice, like Paul, since the makeup's come back on, doesn't have a real costume. It's always no, he like had- half shirts or vest yep. or something like that. It's no one's like, oh, I need to get that Paul Stanley costume from. It's not Destroyer or or, yep. or Love Gun or anything like that. Where no, you it's can it, pick it, it out. It's always like. Well, I think he's got a corset on this one. No, no, yeah, it's, it's like a vest. It, yeah, it's what what's unique to Paul's costumes are always the boots because you're right. It, he has some kind of a it's either like a a sleeveless top or like a jacket that comes off or something. It's it's not like iconic that you can pinpoint. But then again, let's be honest, a lot of these costumes really haven't been iconic for years because they've always been kind of like like we said a, a mishmash of of previous concepts kind of put together. And changed up slightly, um, you know, the days of them going from alive to destroyer to love gun to dynasty that, yeah. that th- those days are over, you know, I like, I mean, like, I like the stars on Paul's boots. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the I think pants, that was, yep. The stars and stuff and eight yep. uh, ace. I said, it, I called him ace. Uh, oh. Tommy's got his pants. Good. I like fucking Eric's boots is they look like destroyer ish, almost like yep. up to um, his pants and stuff. Then you get like the fucking armband over the the least masculine bicep I've seen since <laughs> fucking I don't know. I mean, yeah, dude, do some uh, go to the gym, <laughs> pick up some dumbbells, do some curls, bro. Yeah, it just yeah, oh, oh, yeah. And hair and those shoes and, the- and that wig, <laughs> just awful, <laughs> just. Oh. So, nope. in other words, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, I, I don't. I don't hate it. I think. I he think can't pull it off. I, I'm no, sorry. I, just I think. I, I think if I was going to rank them, which th- this is just off the cuff because this is not part of the regular thing, I think Tommy looks awesome. Yeah, I like Gene, Tommy. I, Gene. Gene is Gene because he looks pretty close to. Uh, looks pretty close to Love Gun, and and Paul's boots look cool, and then Eric just looks like he's just wearing a costume that doesn't fit him. Yeah, just. Yeah, it's sorry. Yeah, I like Tommy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, so we've we've got the tour, we've got the uh, the excuse me, we've got the stage, we've got the costumes. How about that set list? Woohoo! Wow. All so, right. So they they dug deep for some of these songs, huh? Well, on this tour, they open with modern day Delilah. Yes, I would fucking love if they did something different like that. Ma- Great way. That. I mean, I remember when they fucking opened up. They were on the Tonight Show with that. Yep. Modern Day Delilah, right into Colgin. Let me go rock and roll. Firehouse. Gene breathes fire. Say yeah. Staple now. Deuce the sixth song, and then they would have like crazy nights in there. Doctor Love. Shock me. I'm an animal. Of oh. all the songs on Sonic, oh, 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 I'm an animal. What uh, the fuck? I'm hundred thousand years, and then Gene did blood, and he, you know, the flying in the air, up in the air. To I love it loud. Yep. Love gun, 
Black Diamond, and they end with Detroit Rock City. Then they would do an encore of Beth, Lick It Up, Shout It Out Loudcast, I Was Made For Loving You, God Gave Rock and Roll To You, Rock and Roll All Night, Oh Susanna, America The Beautiful, fucking uh, Free Bird, and about 15 other encores. But regardless, that was most of the set list in the beginning. And then when they started going to the Lost Cities set list, they started changing things up, Tom. Mm -hmm. So they would keep Modern Day Delilah, Cold Gin, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, Firehouse, Say Ya and Deuce. But then, sounds familiar, Tom? Yep. Do You Love Me and Crazy Nights changing spots. Yep. Gee, I wonder if they'll do that in the future. <laughs> so even when we're like now and we're like, well, they changed it up. They added Crazy Nights. Yeah, but that's what they did like 10 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> they can't yep. even do something different than that. No. Nope. And then, you know, they kept Shock Me in there. And some of the set list, they took out I'm an Animal, doesn't show up. 100,000 Years doesn't show up. Uh, I Love It Loud stays in. Love Gun stays in. They come back to Gene Spittin' Blood on God of Thunder comes in the set list. Black Diamond, Detroit Rock City. And then the encore is the same with the exception of I Was Made for Loving You, Gone, and God Gave Rock and Roll to You, Gone. Yep. They go from 21 songs down to 18. And uh, the one thing I like about this set list is that you're supporting an album. You know, it's the Sonic Boom Tour, or, you know, here it's the Hottest Show on Earth Tour. And you include three songs from the album. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay? Now, I know the end of the road tour. Crazy Tom to think of that, right? Right, right. And, and I, I understand that the end of the road tour is not a tour that's in support of an album. But I don't know. Uh, but you're right. It's funny. We, you know, we bitch about the set list, but this is 2010. This ain't that different from what they're doing right now. It's not, you know, and again, for a catalog as huge as it is, it's like, oh, my God, it's so fucking predictable. It's so predictable. But I think it's interesting how when they moved to the Lost Cities tour and they brought the set list from 21 to 18, that you hit the nail on the head. I was going to jump on that. Crazy Nights, Do You Love Me? That must be some kind of, I don't know, somebody must have come up with a plan with those are the two interchangeable songs. Because you're right, they did that for us when we saw them on the end of the road tour. That's weird. And I don't know if maybe somebody finally figured out that I'm an animal sucks. (laughs) And that's what... And that's why they took it out of the set list. Nobody wants to hear that song ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the things, Tom, we did in the previous episodes, and this is going to be a little bit difficult to do it here. Yep. Is we gave our favorite set list from the tour. Now, remember, in the past, they would switch songs out in here and there. Here nope. is not very difficult. So let's say they're going with the 21 songs, Tom. Yep. Right? Yep. So what would you say? I would go with the original. Let's say the original set list that we ra- that I originally read. Yep. Okay. What would you change? If there's 21 songs there, would you just say keep the set list that I read in the original uh, tour? Or would you switch something from the Lost Cities part of the tour into that set list. Well, as much as I just bashed, I'm an animal. <laughs> uh, Cause it's a, ter- it's a terrible song. 
there's a piece of me, maybe, maybe it's just like kind of morbid curiosity where I'm like, ah, you know, it's a gene song. Maybe he could do something live. I doubt it because it's a really plodding, just shit song. So, I mean, maybe take it out or, or, or throw something else in there. I, I don't know. I don't know what you could throw in there because, well, actually, yeah, I take that back. I know what you could throw in there. Take out, take out an animal out and give me God of Thunder on that original set list. Cause God of Thunder was not on the original set list. It was added into the lost city set list. Okay. So, but then I, I, I see where you're going. Yep. The only other one that's in there that's on the lost city section is, do you love me? Do you take something out of the original part of the set tour, the set list on the tour and put in, do you love me? Uh, I would probably do what they did on the end of the road tour and take crazy nights out because I love, do you love me? That's, that's one of, that's a standout for me off destroyer. So I would probably do that crazy nights. I love crazy nights. The album, I think crazy nights. The song is one of the worst songs on the album. And we saw them play it live. We saw both of them play. Excuse me. We saw them play crazy nights. And do you love me? I know some people have a problem with both. I prefer, do you love me? So maybe that would be the switch. I'd, I'd switch up those two. And take I'm an animal out and put in God of Thunder again. I know I've bashed I'm an animal. Something different for your ears. Exactly. That would be the only thing. It'd be like, okay, I don't like the song, but they're trying it live. Maybe that's what I would. This is the part I'd like to say. If Kiss continued what they were doing up to, let's say, the reunion tour. Yep. Where they would switch songs in and out, like on Hot in the Shade and things like that. Different songs and different set lists. I would say take I'm an animal out. Right, yep. because yep. if it's, it's one of the weaker tracks, and I might hear it down the line, but now knowing Kiss as I know now, if I take it out, I'll never hear it again. And what I'm getting in response right. is the same songs I've heard a million other times. Yep. So for me, I'm looking at this set list, Tom. I would keep everything on the original part of the tour, the hottest uh, show on Earth tour. Yep. However, here's what I would take out. I would take out a hundred thousand years. Absolutely. Yep. And I would put in, do you love me? I'd rather hear that. Okay. And then I would sit there and I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm obviously going to play God of Thunder. What else would I take out Mm -hmm. instead of God of Thunder? I'm having a hard time figuring it out. And then I'm like, you know what I would take out? I would take out Beth. There's no reason, reason for me to hear Eric Singer sing Beth. I've always said that I, I'm, I'm with you on that. You're, uh, you're not going to get I've an heard it a million times. Yep. So at this point for this tour, I would rather hear God of thunder. Do you love me? And I will take out a hundred thousand years in Beth, but I'm going to leave in crazy nights. Cause I don't hear that often. And I'm right. going to leave in. I'm an animal. Cause it sucks, but I want to hear it because it's a different song. Can you imagine seeing this show in the absolute fucking double tandem of shit when you hear i'm an animal then go into a hundred thousand years you know some people take a bathroom break i I might like take get in my car and drive home and they come back (laughs) back to back those two songs live oh brutal so you know what paul always makes those comments i'll tell you when the new i'll tell you when the new song comes on is when you see everybody sit down that's a new song Okay, well, when you fucking play I'm an animal, what do you expect's going to happen? 
That's got to be a deal because it's a Gene song because they played Modern Day Delilah and Say Yeah, our Paul, our Paul songs. Come and on, they're Gene, like, well, we got to get a better song. I don't think Gene had some Gene did not have very good songs on Sonic Boom. I, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm an animal. And by my. Oh, God, please don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But yeah, I, and and I don't know who I, I we said this before. I think we were talking about the end of the road. I don't know who told them, and it's shocking to me the amount of people that love this song. And I'm in the minority here. If you're gonna make me listen to a hundred thousand years, I, I'm gonna listen to the studio version off the debut yeah. live. The song sucks. That's just me. Okay, I'm into a live because that was a, a iconic thing then. And I know because it's the I'm drum into solo. it, and if I'm playing it, but I'm not really on a car ride by myself. Really looking forward to the drum solo on a live. Exactly. But I'm with yeah, my friends no. hanging out. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can get into it. Right. There's this other shit happening in the background. Right. But I don't want a drum solo. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, I don't. You know, I want if you're doing a guitar solo, do something original. Yep. Like fucking uh Slash when we saw them. Started playing the whatever his solo was, then he went into the Godfather theme. That's something different. Oh, Ooh. that was amazing. Yep, yeah, I remember that. Like that's something yep. different. But yep. like, I don't want to hear you just go bring it in, like, oh fucking wow. Or ding did it ding. Ding did it ding. Like, you know, come on. I know. Fuck. Anyways, so Tom, can I just for the record again, can I get what your final list is? All right. So I would probably uh, see I I, again, I keep bashing. I'm an animal, but I think I think I leave it in there just to hear it because it's different. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but I would take out Crazy Nights and and put in Do You Love Me. And if I was going to take and do something else, I'd leave. Well, you know what? I'll, I'm I'm going to leave. I'm an animal in there. Okay, and okay. I'm going to take out. I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to take a hundred thousand years out and put in um, God of Thunder. God of Thunder. Yes. Yep. Okay. So yep. for me, I took out Beth. And I also took oh, out a hundred thousand yeah. years and I put in, do you love me? And I put in God of thunder. Yeah. The okay. Beth, the Beth thing is just exhausting. Just stop. And there's no reason for see fake, fake Eric sing it on fake, <laughs> fake piano singing. <laughs> oh, she to Chris. Or I heard, I heard a new nickname today off one of those toxic Facebook groups. And I can't believe we didn't come up with this one. Somebody called him copycat. <laughs> Copycat. <laughs> Copycat Chris. I like that. Copycat. Uh, oh, anyways, man. so yeah. let's go into some of the dates. We always have fun with this one, Tom. Okay. So the tour starts off, uh, I think, July 23rd, 2010 yep. in Cheyenne. Reminds me of the great Garth Brooks song, The Beaches of Cheyenne. Oh, God. Um, and ends July 28th, 2011, Verona, U.S. Yep. And that in, in between there are some fun and interesting stops. So for us, the thing that always comes out first, I look at, oh, they played Mansfield. That's our outdoor center here for Massachusetts. That's mm-hmm. our outdoor facility. And they played that in August 7th, 2010, Tomas. And it says that it was sold out. 19,900 capacity. There How did a, we not go? Dude, there is a 0.0 chance they <laughs> sold that out. I'm telling you right now, it's didn't that did not happen. 
I did, don't know. It, I, I, I would be. That did not happen. But we weren't there, so I don't know. Maybe it was. Now the promoters through most of this tour is Live Nation, by the Co- way. Correct. So who yep. knows? They could have got. Hey, I we sold that many tickets. Scalpers and other people bought it, but we couldn't give them away. I don't right. Know. Right. So that was uh, uh, the Mansfield portion of this tour. One other one, Tom, prior to that was on July 29th. They went to Burgettstown. And that's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay. Yep. And on this one, there's a section here in, uh, in, in the book here, in Julian Gill's book. Is uh, there was a review here? Oh yeah, and in here, the review person writes this. Musically, however, there are far fewer gimmicks. Star-faced lead singer Paul Stanley, the king of hilarious shrieking stage banter, <laughs> let us know that it was just four guys. Nobody under the stage. No musical tricks. Okay. Nobody under the stage. That sound familiar? Didn't didn't we just hear that last week in our interview with Eddie? Where do we begin? I know. And I think and I think this is one of the points that Eddie brought up that we talked about was Paul puts a bullseye on his back when he says stuff like this. You know, it was amazing because he's probably like almost 60 then. Right. That they were doing all that stuff without any help or anything else. Yep. And what I think was amazing is that he had new blood in the band. And that new blood was kicking ass live. It's true. It's true. And they were probably like, holy shit. It was ne- we didn't sound this good when we were uh when we were ending our last tour a couple years ago with the other original idiots. Yep. Jesus Christ. And he started getting cocky. Exactly. And started bragging that they were good for their age and they were amazing at that stage. But he started getting cocky and he would come back to haunt him. And speaking of getting cocky, there's a comment here from Paul in the uh in the tour program, the tour book that you could get. Uh and it says Paul was quoted saying, The idea is that I'm out there, I'm able to do this, and that there's an audience that wants to see it makes it incredibly satisfying for me. I'll never disappoint them, but I'm only part of the equation. The other part is the audience. My philosophy is when people pay for a ticket, if you agree to do a show, the last thing you should be doing is making excuses for not doing your job. If you can't do your job, go home. But if you're going to go up on stage, you better give a hundred percent and make sure it's what people expect. Yikes. Those are the kind of comments that gets Paul in trouble. Now, is he giving a hundred percent? Absolutely. Is he, I, I, I never doubted Paul's effort on stage, but when you make these kinds of comments, like we've said before, you get cocky, you kind of, you, 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 again, you put that, you put that target on yourself. Yeah. And then one other little note on the Mansfield uh, concert in Massachusetts, Tom, though, yeah. I'm jumping yep. back to that. Oh one. yeah. Yeah. 
the commenter says, you know, when they give him the big check at the end of the concert, oh, yes, it's in the Boston Herald. They give him there's a big chant of USA, USA broke out with echo echoes of Yankees suck. <laughs> Everybody outside of Massachusetts and Boston here in New England doesn't get it. It was it's still kind of big. It's like a stupid chant. No matter what was going on, you're at the Patriots game. The It'll Patriots happen. are winning. Yep. Yankees suck. Yankees suck. I don't I can't explain it. It was really big during this time when baseball was the biggest thing around still. Yep. Um the Yankees suck chant. And that's when uh, I love at this point because Paul still doesn't realize it. And he'd always brag that we're just around the corner here from New York City. And people oh. were like, boo. He'd be like, what the fuck? That boo. happened to us when we saw them at Mohegan Sun. <laughs> and all of a sudden you get the Yankees suck. Yankees suck. Oh, he should have known better. Exactly. And, and, and speaking of Mohegan Sun, they actually played there. Um, in August on this tour, and that was the day that Kiss was inducted into the Mohegan Sun's Walk of Fame. Um, so that was kind of a cool thing for them. Now, now let me ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. Well, this is 2010, I believe. Yes. How fucking old was Mohegan Sun then? Ten years old? Mm, I don't know. Maybe? I don't know, but this is interesting because they played in the Mohegan Arena. With a reported audience of forty three hundred people, yeah, I believe it. Ninety three percent capacity, but that's what it was. I mean, we just saw them play there too recently. Yeah, wow. On a fucking farewell tour. I think that's the other arena. I think there's two arenas because I think the regular one seats ten thousand. I'm not sure, but I know they play there just now, and we just saw them. Yeah. No, it's it's true. It's true. Yeah, so in this book, it's it's interesting because you get for each stop on the tour, there's little factoids, you know, the set list, the reported audience who opened, and then there's some blurbs from uh, from publications or some some reviews that that have some information here. Um, you know, Zeus talked about the 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 thing in Mansfield with the Yankees suck, um, but yeah, I mean, look, this was a show that at the time, you know, Kiss was they were they were supporting an album. They were starting to turn the corner into the nostalgia act that they would eventually become. Uh, you know, obviously they released Monster after this, and they did a, a tour of Monster with which we'll get to that. But had a really cool stage set. We'll get to that tour eventually. So there wasn't really too much happening on this tour. I don't think that really excited fans. We covered the stage already. We covered the costumes. We've covered the set list. They were out there. They were performing. I still cannot believe to this day that we didn't, that we weren't part of the show. Uh, I'd love to know what the hell we were doing in 2010 when we were just like, nah, I don't think we need to go to that. On the concert, September 10th in Ontario, there's real rock and roll. There's no musicians below. No hidden microphones. No lip syncing, proclaimed the star child. Oh, man. Who at 58 years young was (sighs) in top form. Why are you saying that? You know, why why say it? You know, the only thing you can think of is that you're just, you're, you're, you're underestimating the intelligence and the knowledge of your fans and that you think either we're going to be stopping soon and it'll never get to the point where these comments will bite me in the ass. Or 
and nobody's going to remember that I said this anyway. So if I ever end up do needing some help, it's not going to be a big deal. Well, then you're really underestimating the kiss army to make comments like that. Yeah. Later on, they, on September 25th, they played the epicenter 2010 festival with Eminem Bush. Oh, this is Roach, Big boy, Travis Barker. Wow. Yep. And, and they had 20- up to like, 55,000, 91,000 capacity. Yep. And then, like, supposedly, after Eminem stopped playing, half the audience left. Oh, this is great. Yeah, it says right here, Eminem's, Eminem fan left and drove droves after his 90-minute set, leaving a crowd half the size it had been, just as headliner Kiss was about to hit the stage. Kiss can easily fill sports arenas on its own, and what exiting hip-hop fans missed was a uniquely flamboyant rock show of pure intentional overkill. Yeah. Okay. 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 Favorite part coming up September 30th in Mexico City, Mexico. Oh, they haven't played Mexico in years by that point. Right. God. <laughs> Gene. Go ahead. Briefly wears a sombrero <laughs> during the beginning of Cold Gin. And, and then, then Paul sings part of Guantanamera. And Kurukurukurkum Paloma during prior to calling Dr. Love. What? And it's great too because I love in the local review, they're like, yeah, he breaks out into into Guantano Mera, even though it's a Cuban song. (laughs) (laughs) And he's performing in fucking Mexico. Come on, Paul. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then, so after this, they started playing the Lost Cities portion of the tour, like from Puerto Rico, the U.S., Canada, yep. and uh, back and forth between U.S. and Canada. You're talking about places like Dawson's Creek, Canada. Wow, there's what actually a place. There's actually a place called Dawson's Creek. Yeah, apparently <laughs> there is. Yep, it's at northeastern British Columbia, Canada. Yep. Then they uh, they went to Prince George. Grand Falls, Windsor. These are all hockey cities. Yeah. Oshkosh. <laughs> what? Oshkosh <laughs> Magosh <laughs> in Winnebago County, Wisconsin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. And a portion of the tour that was in Japan and stuff had gotten canceled. Yeah. The whole thing was canceled. Yep. I mean, they even played like the Hard Rock in Florida. Yep. So, you know, th- th- these are fucking. Rock and walk events they played in Sacramento. There, these are the kind of stuff that they started doing. And there were talks about a Lost Cities portion of this tour, the end of the road tour. I remember they were talking about, right? Yes. Yep. That's true. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting too because they did one of the shows they did in Canada on July 6th. The opening act was a Zeppelin tribute band. Oh, yeah. Damn. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, and that was also that was also a great show for a lot of people because they dropped a hundred thousand years from the set list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a one in uh, Prairie Capital Convention Center, Springfield, Springfield, Illinois, sold out, six thousand. Now, again, another show they played in Manchester, New Hampshire. They played at the Verizon Wireless Arena. That's where we saw them mm-hmm. uh, for the end of the road right before COVID hit. Why the hell didn't we go to this show? I don't know, buddy. 
and I at, don't know. And at the, and at this one, it says that the, the Gene or Paul, neither one of them flew during that show, which is weird because when we saw them for the end of the road, they both did. So it, th- there's capabilities inside that venue to do it. They must have just chose not to do it for that one, apparently. In the Moon Dance Jam Festival, July fifteenth, they played with Paul Rogers and Eddie Money. Wow. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yep. At the Ford Festival in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, July 16th, <laughs> they played with Corn and Dawkin. Okay, that would have been fucking insane. Yeah. Was wow. that one fat Don Dawkin at that point? <laughs> when he was probably about a triple, triple he was, 50. He was wearing that leather vest and was sweating milkshakes. <laughs> fucking <laughs> buttons were hanging off a of dear life. <laughs> <laughs> fucking headband sweat and drenched but it's funny here it's, it's funny because you see some of these venues where it was just them like you look july 26th my birthday they played in canada and it says sold out 5116 people yikes what yeah, like look at how weird these things get october 13th okay my wedding anniversary yeah, <laughs> but this is like further down. Oh, on that's the, the kid. That's the Kiss Cruise. Yeah, yeah. You recognize that? That's the first Kiss Cruise. That's right. Reported audience three thousand, and then they have Bahamas in Bahamas. Yep, the Carnival Destiny Cruise Ship. Well, reported I, I audience one thousand people. I can't wait until they add in the uh, Honduras show that we're going to be going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, this is basically the last show really on the tour was July 28th. And that's yeah. the uh, Torn, Turning Stone Resort and Casino in Verona, New York. Yep. And reported audience 3280 out of 5,000, 63% capacity. That's. Ugh. God, that's that that is unbelievable, you know, but then you go and you look at like there's a show back here, back up to July. There's a place in um, in Pennsylvania where they they reported audience was 10,000 capacity. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, really. And again, referencing that Manchester show that was sold out, or at least it says it was. You know what? it, It reminds me of the old fashioned saying, how can we miss you if you're never gone? Good point. You can't keep touring like this yeah. with the same fucking set list yep. and expect people to constantly show up. Right. There, because- if you're just after the the thing of, hey, we're going away, the reunion. No, we're back, the reunion. And then all the other tours. And then finally, the farewell. But then you come back and we're still alive. We're still gonna be playing. Oh, Kiss yep. is back. They didn't they didn't give it up. Okay, I'll go see that. Yep. But from here, roughly here. Until now. Well, actually, this is this is in support of an album. And oh, okay. Yeah. In support you're... of a monster tour. In support yeah. of monster. Yeah, that's true. But all right. the other tours up before end of the road, what's the fucking difference? There isn't. And why and, am I and, like it's the same set list, the same old tired shit? Yep. And referencing referencing that Verona, New York show that you just talked about, where it was thirty two hundred out of fifty one hundred, those thirty two hundred, those are all diehards that were never going to miss that show to begin with. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and, that, and that's why you're not that's why you're not selling you're not selling anything out. And uh, that's why and, they're and, like, we love you. 
knew we're never fucking right. coming back to this city again. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right? It's true. So, it's true. Yep. Anyways, the the tour, the hottest show on earth tour, for me, when I think of this tour, I, I think of it as basically the Sonic Boom tour in the United States. Yep. The, the Sonic Boom over Europe, I think, seems like it was a lot more successful. Kiss is still jamming, still doing big business. I think over here, they started to see a little bit of the slippage, a little bit of fatigue. Yep. A little bit of lack of consistency on where they are. The show is still good. The music is still good. The set list has got a whopping three songs from, you know, the, uh, uh, the new album, but in general, um, uh, these are the same songs are in the farewell tour. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, you know, we were saying, you know, why, why didn't we go to the show and look, I, I look, we do a kiss podcast. Okay. We've been doing this for a while now and obviously we love the band, but I think, this for me personally may have been a point where it was just like, uh, Oh, I got, can tell you why I, uh, 2010, 11, I was going through my divorce then. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, that's okay. That's a little different. I can tell you that now yeah. my kid was about two years old. That, that, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I, I, that's why, but I also, but you know, th- okay. Oh, that, that's <laughs> aside from that. I, I think at that point, I think for us, it was like, oh, Kiss. Yeah, we love Kiss, but didn't they, didn't they just tour? Didn't, yeah, well, no, we're not going to go see this show. We'll wait for, yeah, oh, Sonic Boom. Yeah, that album's kind of shitty. We'll wait for them to come back around. By the way, I was like 100% real estate attorney at the time, and the market just fucking crashed and died. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yes. Two year old, going through a fucking divorce. Yeah, so I'm not thinking about, like, yeah, let me go spend a couple hundred bucks to go see Kiss fucking play Dr. Love for the 100th time. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. So that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. Well, that's why. <clears throat> that's why. <laughs> but I think. But I think honestly, this this was maybe uh, maybe it wasn't the beginning. But I think for me, this was kind of the beginning where it was like, okay, Kiss is still out there. Okay, all right. You know, and like you said, how can we miss you when you never go away? I think that's that's what this what like. And you, we probably they, took it for granted. You know, we, nowadays. We did. We Nowadays, we're, as the fanatics that we're, we're, you know, everybody goes in and out of it. At least I think they do. I've been in and out of it as a fanatic for Kiss three times. Pretty much, yeah. When I was young. Yep. When I got back into uh, hard rock and music when I was in junior high and up. Yep. And then, again, you know, the last few years with you and the, the podcast. Right. I mean, I've always loved them, but there's been in and out of that hot, you know, that hot spot for me. So I agree. I agree. So, yep. Now let's go to the other part, and we love our rankings, Tom. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! In the past, we've had the spirit of '76, and we've had hot in the shade. Where do you put the costumes here, Tom? Well, there's really no costumes per se for hot in the shade. I mean, they they looked cool, but um, makeup and costumes is always gonna is always gonna supersede non-makeup so I'll, I'll put the hottest show on earth tour costumes sonic boom costumes whatever you want to call them i'll put those second right behind uh the spirit of 76 destroyer outfits okay so hottest show on earth is two and hot in the shade moves down to three yep. uh tom i'm doing the same exact thing it's not yep. even close right right i mean as much as i'm like compared to the other makeup costumes 
maybe I have a problem, but not when I compare to fucking non-makeup costumes. Yep. So let's go to the stage. Last. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't even get the finish. You didn't have to. Last. (laughs) All right. You have, Tom, you have Hot in the Shade first. Spirit of 76 tour second. I know. Like like I said before, that's kind of, that's nostalgia. Because that's the first one you've ever gone to. Yeah. Plus, plus, it is it was it was an absolutely unbelievable stage. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say, look, if I've never seen any tours in my life, and Hot in the Shade came up, and Hottest Show on Earth came up, I would take Hottest Show on Earth. Okay, but having seen Kiss shows before, yeah. I'm taking hot in the shade because I'd rather see that stage. Yeah. Than the hottest show on earth because it's a bland version of the makeup show. Yep. Right. Does that make that, sense? That makes perfect sense. Yep. I hear you. Now let's get to another one. And that is the tour set list. Okay. You ranked hot in the shade first spirit of 76 second. Yeah. Yeah, and that's because Spirit of '76 only incorporated, you know, a couple, a couple albums, five albums or four albums. Um, you know, look, I know we complained about this set list for Hottest Show on Earth. It encompasses a, a broader range of their career. You know, it it encompasses some non makeup stuff. You know, I like Modern Day Delilah. I like Say Yeah. I I love Shock Me. I love Love Gun. Those weren't on the uh, Spirit of 76 because those albums weren't out yet. So that being said, I still think Hot in the Shade is one of the greatest set lists. So Hot in the Shade is going to remain number one, and Hottest Show on Earth is going to go number two. Wow! Yeah, only now again, again, I'm picking just the set list. I'm not picking... I get it. I I'm, get not pi- it. I'm, I'm not picking how old the band was when they were playing the songs. So it just the now set I list. will tell you, Tom, if you don't remember, yeah, Spirit of '76 had only 14 songs versus this one with 21. Yeah, okay, that's another thing. That's another. However, too. yep. All right, for me, I'm still. I I had this. Excuse me. I had uh, the set list: Spirit of '76, Hot in the Shade. Okay. Two. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna put Hot in the, Hottest Show on Earth number three. Okay. And the reason why. If you look at Spirit of 76, yep. King of the Nighttime World, yeah. Strutter, it's good. nothing nothing to lose watching you. Yeah. It still has Firehouse, Do You Love Me, Black Diamond, Cold Gin, Detroit Rock City, Deuce, Let Me Go Rock and Roll and Rock It All Night. Yeah. The, so uh, I'm not it, it, really missing, you know, God of Thunder's there. I'm not I'm like, uh, it's like true. But, and if the other part to this is, and that's why I keep Hot in the Shade. Hot in the Shade had some more non-makeup songs in the set list. This really has nothing other than Lick It Up. And Crazy Nights, which they took out. And Crazy Nights, which sucks. Yep. I mean, uh, which they took out. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And now, Tom, finally, the to- totality 
favorite tours. You had Spirit of 76. I had Spirit of 76, number one. We both had Hot in the Shade 2. What do you have this one? Last. <laughs> Why'd you even let me go? You should have just said last. Yeah. Uh, it's just, look, it's a Kiss show, but it's not It's not iconic. It's not particularly memorable. It's, there's nothing really special about it. It's just, it's just another tour. Spirit of 76 may be the most iconic tour they've ever done. Hot in the Shade is... It's a bicentennial tour. Big, right. Right, and Hot in the Shade is Hot in the Shade's probably their most iconic non-makeup tour. And it's also for you, your first first one you ever saw. Come on, yeah. This is just this is just another this is another tour. Technically, they're supporting an album, but this is when, to me, the beginning of the nostalgia act really kicked into gear. I think. Yeah, this is number three for me. Yeah, easily, not even close. Yep. Yep. I love these ones. I love yeah. these ones, and we Me hope too. you guys like these. We are going to continue them. So oh, this yeah. was the hottest show on earth. We hope you liked, and we want to, we want to hear from people that that saw this because neither one of us saw this tour. So I know there's people listening to this that saw it. So and please please comment. You know, reach out and and tell us maybe there's something that you saw personally that made it a little bit more special for you than us just kind of looking at some of the facts on it. Let us know. One of the things I didn't bring up, and now, I mean, right before we end, I thought about this is for you people listening. Yeah. What did you think? Like, to me, don't you think like some people probably started to realize, hey, this is serious. Ace and Peter aren't coming back. Oh, yeah. They just just put an album out with these guys in makeup. It's a good point. These guys are really coming out. Yep. So did that really have an effect? Is that the first of the backlash? Because before people were going in and out, so maybe thought, oh well, maybe this tour they'll have Peter and Ace back. Now all of a sudden they put an album with these guys out. These guys are permanent. Yeah, that's a good point. We didn't really spend a lot of time talking yeah. about that. This this was the first tour supporting an album with the new guys. And yeah. they're in. They're in the band. They're not that's, right. Exactly. Right. So maybe that's why the numbers started. People are starting to get. Ugh. Yeah, and our good friend who was just on our last episode started getting this socks. Fuck this! Yeah, people started the backlash started coming. That's true. Yeah, it's a good point. We thought about this all this time when we were sitting there going, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I'm like, (laughs) there's another aspect of this. But then again, you know why? Is because Sonic Boom over Europe was already. This is after that port, but that's Europe. Europe, they didn't care about the fucking Tommy and Ace and no Peter shit. I don't think I don't think they do. No. Anyways, nope. So, Tom, you got a question for us? I do. If you do, let's do it right after this. Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTeeShop.com. And for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeeShop.com. At Click T Shop, you can find lots of Kiss inspired t shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. All right. So our question this week comes from our good friend from Boston, who changed his Twitter handle not too long ago to moving on 2660850. That's his Twitter handle. Love him. So his question is related to the off the soundboard live set that was just released, the 2001 Tokyo so he says, what would be 
your top five shows that would be on your wish list for this series if this is the beginning of a series? We don't know. That was five his question. Show? Five? That, that was his. We don't have to give five. I'm just reading his question. Give me, give me, give me one or two that you'd love to see released as part of this official kiss off the soundboard series. Now we know there are millions of black, uh, um, bootlegs of winterland. I would say winterland. Okay. Um, there's a million bootlegs of that. I would say tiger stadium, uh, the reunion. Okay. okay. Dodger stadium. Um, I would say some t- some sort of another Madison square garden concert. One of the years. Okay. And for, and probably something from my neck of the woods, something in Boston, Xfinity Center or the Garden or okay. Worcester, something like that. Okay. My number one thing for me, honestly, would probably be something from the Hot in the Shade tour because we don't have any official live release with Eric on the drums. Uh, Animalize Eric. live. There you go. There's another one. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they release that as, as an audio, as an official audio on on cd and vinyl yes absolutely um now i have the bootleg of winterland i've i think i've showed that on my twitter it it sounds unbelievable i mean the quality on that is almost better than alive it sounds insane i would probably want something from you know i'm gonna go back to i'm gonna go back to eric carr i'd probably like something from like that 80 unmasked tour like one of those australia shows when ace was still in the band I think that would be interesting, but definitely, definitely something from the Eric Carr era. I'd probably say my number one would be something from the hot in the shade. Palladium 1980 Eric's first show. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Something like that. But, but I hope this is the beginning of the series. And I think I said this at the beginning, we would do a news. If this is the beginning of the series and if it is going to be them pulling out kind of some random shows, I think that bodes well for the kiss fans. So absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for the question. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Much appreciated. Tom, where can people find us? All right. Well, you heard us doing all the feedback tonight, and we love it. So reach out to us. Email shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read most of them during the show, and if we, for some reason, don't read it on the show, we still read it, and Zeus and I talk about them. So send us your emails. They do not go ignored. Uh, And then, of course, all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, very active on all those. And then our awesome uh, Facebook group, Shout It Out Loudcasters. That keeps growing, and it's amazing. Great Facebook group. No toxic crap going on over there. So check us out. And uh, our show, we are proudly part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows, and we're happy to be part of that family. And uh, our show can be heard pretty much anywhere. Obviously, you're listening to us now on a platform. We can be heard on pretty much any platform out there. If there's a particular one that you enjoy more than others and you can't find us, please let us know right away. Um, So, yeah, we're out there and uh, we're out there, Jerry. And we're loving every minute of it. Yeah. Uh, You can DM us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, We always uh, like to say that you can... Please give us one of those five star Star. child reviews on iTunes. We appreciate those. They're a big help to us. And if you can do that, that'd be, we'd be uh, much, it would be much appreciated. And just remember the email is always great. We love reading the emails. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And don't forget our Patreon account. 
where you can uh, log on to the app Patreon or Patreon.com or even in the episode notes. So a lot of the items Tom was mentioning, you can find our Twitter, our Facebook, our email, our Patreon account, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, you can find that all on the episode notes. There are links to all of this. Mm-hmm. So please find them there and uh, let us know if you have any questions or comments for the show. Give us a heads up. And uh, Tom, what we usually like to do is end with famous last words. You got any? Of course. You lived your glory in a liar's haze. You called the truth. The same old story of a social climb from wasted youth. Paul, settle down. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No rules. No bounds. Nothing's going to hold me down. I'm an animal and I'm free. Speaking of settle down. Oh, brutal. Yikes. <laughs> oh. I want to send a special thank you. And uh, obviously to all you guys. But in addition, in this podcasting community, you meet a lot of characters. Some a lot better than others. Well, we are fortunate enough to have met three of the best. So I want to give a special thank you to Sonny Pooney, to Steve Wright, and to Jay Scott. So, Growing Up Rock, you got Potter Than Hell, you got The Hook Rocks. Those three guys went out of their way to send us a personal message, and uh, it was really nice. And, it, it you know... In in this kind of sometimes ridiculously silly competitive kind of uh I don't know market entity whatever you want to fucking call podcasting, um those are three of our friends and they went out of their way to to congratulate us and tell us you know what they thought about the show and it was some sincere words that meant a lot to us and if they're listening to the show. And usually they do, so God bless them. And uh, we want to make sure that they know that we think they're the best. And we appreciate that. And uh, it goes a long way. And we uh, hope that we can reciprocate some of the that kindness that you guys have bestowed onto us. Yeah, agreed. There's three of our, three of our closest and, and best friends, you know, we got to know them through the podcast medium, uh, but now they've become legitimate friends. And, um, you know, getting that kind of support, you know, from your, your, you guys is, is amazing and we love it. And we've said how much we love it, but when you get that kind of, that kind of, uh, you know, kind words from people that are close to you, it, it sometimes carries a little bit more weight. And, uh, we just want to thank those guys for taking the time and just sending us some kind words. It, it did mean a lot. So, yeah. And, uh, in one way we can all thank them too. Is to give their shows. You know how to find Sonny. Sonny's everywhere. Yep. And uh, Jay from the Hook Rocks and Steve over at Potter Than Hell give their shows, which are great in and of themselves, especially when they have us on. But you know they're <laughs> great anyway. Uh, yep. Give their shows some love. 
Absolutely. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. Guys, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate it, as always. You guys are making the show awesome every week, making it grow, and we can't thank you guys enough, so thank you. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Have a safe and enjoyable trip in Florida. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Be well. Stay safe. Peace out, Girl Scout. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.